What's up, everybody? My name is Pedro. And I'm Larissa. And welcome to Junker Talk. We hope you guys enjoyed our first episode talking about the crazy ride that the first four months of 2020 were for us last year. We're calling it again our beautiful, crazy storm or our crazy, beautiful storm. I think that's what it was. So we're tying this part two of that talk. This is continued to talk about our year last year. We wanted to touch on about our married life. We left you guys off um, on the previous episode. We had just gotten married. We were very happy. But now I would love to get into our Bible verse of this episode, which is... So for today's Bible verse, I'm going to read one of my favorite Bible verses. It's Ecclesiastes 3.11. And it says that he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. So I think that this works perfectly enough with us showing and sharing with you how timing played such a huge role in the beginning of 2020 for us and how we were still able to see the goodness of God and understand that his timing is perfect. And now we are going to dive a little bit into that perfect timing for our marriage. Talk about perfect timing. We got married. Very quick ceremony. I wasn't even 30 minutes. About that. I think it was about 30. Mm-hmm. Because by the time we were at the end of it, the the house was smelling so good. Right. Because we had ribs, whatever, chicken. I don't know. We had a lot of good meals and some good desserts. Um, but we wanted to leave the house as soon as possible. And of course, we were... Also known as Pedro wanted to leave the house as soon as possible and was using the excuse of having a curfew we were for us to leave the house New as Jersey, soon as possible. The state of New Jersey, which we love and live on currently had a curfew okay we the, i think the curfew was like 10 o'clock no it was early than that because i was right in the i think it was eight yeah it was we were already way over the curfew i did not want us to get pulled over by the cop and the cop looks at us and i'm wearing a suit she's wearing a wedding dress and we're like uh you know we weren't supposed to be having what gatherings yes even though we are gathering it was like less than what, and like it was only people? family. Yeah, we let... How many people did we have there? Eight? Eight, nine. Nine dollars. Yes. So we had nine. So not even ten people. Whatever. And of course, I want to say something to you guys. I want to open it, make it public so people are aware. Both me and Lala, Larissa, got married... Trump roll, please. At 23 years of age. If you didn't know, Lalat was born on November 5th, 1996. Two days later, November 7th, 1996, I was born. Okay, so we're almost, we're practically twins. We're practically <laughs> Not twi- related. No, we just were born on very, almost the same day, pretty much. And we decided, you know, I've, I've always knew that I was going to wait until marriage. I also started dating somebody that we made that very clear in our relationship as well. We're going to wait until marriage. And we waited. So we both got married virgin. So if you're the young people that are listening, it is worth it to put in that fight. We can get into a little bit more of details about why later on. Even though a lot does not want me to talk about <laughs> I'm already rolling my eyes. <laughs> I wish you had a video form of this. But it's so important that you do so. Yeah, wait. The other person that you with waits as well. There's such beauty in learning together. But whatever. So we were leaving the house. Imagine the awkwardness of 
Um, saying goodbye to your imagine this, right? You have to say goodbye to your parents. They know what you're gonna do. They know you're about to go on a honeymoon and stuff like that. But at least if we had done the version one of the wedding, we we're gonna be surrounded by like a ton of people, a ton of things to be distracted, right? Um, and, you know, right. And I was planning on like having sparklers so we can exit. So it was gonna be more of like the moment for the pictures. Yeah. And it wasn't really gonna be an intimate, quiet goodbye with your whole family staring at your face yeah so we we signed the papers that day we did april 10 2020 and then i was looking at lara so we had dessert i'm like let's let's go let's put my stuff in the car and we out of here you know and it became very awkward to say goodbye it did what were you feeling at that moment i was trying to not like, look at anybody in the eyes. Right. Look at anybody <laughs> in the eyes. I also didn't want to make it seem like I wanted to leave because it's awkward. Yes. And, you know, and then Pedro started talking about leaving. And then I think they started making like to go meals for us so right. that we brought food home. And we started carrying his bags down. Um, and at that point, I changed into sneakers. So I was wearing my wedding dress with some sneakers because I didn't want to wear heels. So it just started to get awkward. Yes, and of course, I was saying uh, we gotta get we gotta get to the apartment because of the curfew. Um, and of course, nobody was buying it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, everybody's like, mm-hmm, "We know, we know." At that point, so we leave. We leave. You, we get into this black CRV that we have. Yes. You sit in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. I get in. We remember that we forgot something. And you went back. So I walked back. I opened the door. People were talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were making jokes, right? You know. So I walk up. They're like, oh, you already came back. You forget, you know, all this stuff. So I, I got whatever. So the moment that you were sitting in that car by yourself waiting for me to come back. Do you remember that? What were you thinking? I don't remember, you remember what that I was at all. thinking. Okay, so I don't. Remember, maybe you were freaking out. So I come back, say goodbye again quickly, leave, put the stuff in the car, we drive. From my parents' house to where we are right now, it's about a 40 minute drive. It was, of course, very empty because this was, you know, right in the middle, the, the peak pandemic, so nobody was on the streets. So. And in that drive, we reversed personalities. For those of you who don't know us, I'm more of a quiet, shy person where Pedro is a little bit more outgoing and with a lot less filter than I am. But in that drive, because he was nervous, he just became very quiet. And because I was nervous, I wanted to get my mind off of what I knew what was about to happen by starting up conversations about other random things that had nothing to do with like us. But he wasn't really buying it. So it was like that one word answer and then it was crickets again. Something came over me. And it was a a mix of excitement. Like we finally did it. It was a mix of relief. It finally happened in terms of like we were able to do it. If you were listening to our podcast, uh, the previous podcast, you could see the the mountain that we climbed to get to that moment. So it was a mix of that excitement with the relief. And then now I hadn't thought about the fact that we were about to have our first night. You know what I'm saying? Like because we were thinking about so many other freaking things. That car ride was the moment of like it is happening. Right. 
So it was it was a, a bunch of emotions. I'm sure if you know inside out, every character of mine in my head were freaking out <laughs> because it was I didn't I didn't know how to feel. So then my body my body was just like, just drive, man. <laughs> this 40 minutes were they felt very long to me. Did they feel very long to you? They did. They felt very long to yeah. me, and it was a mixture of like, I want to get there already, but I don't want to get there already. Mm. So it was very interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So we got here. We did the business. Is that safe to say? No, no comment on that? No. Uh-huh. So going back to God's perfect timing, it's, it's you know, of course, at this point, I was still unemployed and I was working remotely. So we, and of course, because of the pandemic, we pushed our honeymoon. At that time, we had rescheduled it, which right. we eventually had, we just got a refund later on. Mm-hmm. But at, time, at that time, we had rescheduled it to June or somewhere in the summer. So our honeymoon technically was being at the apartment. Yes. Our, our little apartment was our honeymoon. We, we really didn't go anywhere. No. I believe your spring break had just started or you just had spring break? I think my spring break had just started because that Sunday after we got married was Easter. Right. So we got married on Good Friday. Yes. And Sunday was Easter. So yes. that week was spring break, which worked out perfectly for me to not have to work that week and kind of focus more on falling into a married life, somewhat of a routine. Right. Yeah. So we 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 believing we. It's not, we don't necessarily believe in coincidence. We believe in God's timing. Yes. And through the midst of some bad news, you know, looking for a job. And we'll get into a little bit of that frustration that, you know, took forever for me. But we were able and lucky to have a lot of time to spend together. Right. Right. And even able to speak about timing, we already had the apartment furnished before everything shut down. Before so the store closed. Before stores closed and deliveries weren't happening. So we were able to come home to our apartment ready. And we were able to jump right into a honeymoon that kind of lasted longer yes. than normal. Because we yeah. got to spend a lot more time together as newlyweds in our home than people usually do. Mm-hmm. So we almost got an extension of a honeymoon. Yeah, honeymoon staycation. Right. That's kind of what we had. And it's, um, I said this a lot that I was going to say this in the podcast. The best part about marriage is not sex. It's living together, if that makes sense. I second that. Yeah, so sex is great. Don't get me wrong. But when you start realizing that doing life together and you're going to do life together for the rest of your life with this person or this that person's life and you start getting the rhythm the same rhythm together the same habits you start having the same routines and like you start having the same taste in food and taste in movies and tv shows all these things that's kind of the point of marriage it's becoming one you know that's kind of the whole point and we started to see that as we were trying to set the foundation of like the culture for our family as in like me and you now because now we're our own little family and we both come from different families that have different habits very different different cultures and now we have to get together and make our own off of what we had already known as individuals we had to figure out as one flesh and on top of that the world was having a pandemic yep so 
it's funny because we still don't know what our married life is going to be on a normal basis. Right. Like, right now, we can do everything, but, you know, it's still... Like, for example, we used to go to a lot to the movies. We haven't been to the movie in almost over a year, right? Like, we haven't been to the movies as a married couple. No. Like, a lot of things that we would normally do and hang out and do, we haven't really done. Of course, a lot of it we have. We, we've gone to restaurants. We've gone out. We've traveled. And we can talk about that, plenty on that. But it's it's funny, right? Thinking about it, we've, we have almost a year into our marriage at this point. You know, we're recording this in January. Um, end of January, almost February. And, you know, we are almost a year into our marriage life. But... It's crazy to think that there's still so much that we're going to discover when the world finally goes back to normal. For sure. You know, so, but it's interesting. So we had a lot of time to spend together. We had to pick up um, new habits. My house, I happen to have three great chefs in my house. We are four. So I'm the one that's like just enjoying. My mom cooks really well. My dad likes and cooks really well. My sister likes and cooks really well. I'm the one that just happens to enjoy their meals. I never picked up anything. Sure, I could put like a sandwich together. You know what I'm saying? I could do very basic things. But, and Lala, even though I begged her for years. <laughs> guys, no joke. Years and years and years, I was saying, hey, Larissa, why don't you start learning how to cook? Because we're going to get married and what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You know, I was living that life of just eating mom's food. Yeah. And then the year before we got married, when I started working, I would get home at like five, whereas my mom would be home by three. So then dinner would already be made. So it was like, there was less opportunity, but sure, I also wasn't really interested in learning a lot. I knew very basic, like yeah. I could make rice and beans and like French fries, but you know, that's not something you're going to eat every single day. We so, <laughs> so we both didn't have a whole lot of experience. Yeah, I don't want to make this a kitchen. sexist thing. I was calling her to do it, but it also, I didn't do anything on myself to learn it as well. So, <laughs> so we got together and for a couple of days, we left off the leftover mm -hmm. that we had from the wedding, and then we had to start cooking. So then we, we made our first meal on Easter, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, yes. And it was our classic Italiania for yes. those of you who know. Yes. Um, Which is probably our favorite thing to do still to this day right. that we like to do it now. And it was something that I had never made before. Mm -hmm. It was something that was came pretty much from like your family, yes. right? My family makes it that mm -hmm. way at least. Yeah. So we cooked together for the first time that, that Sunday, Sunday, Easter Sunday. And I think that during that first moment that we were cooking together, we both kind of realized like, oh. Okay, this is actually fun to yeah. do together because it was like exploring new territory together. Yeah. So he started enjoying that. Yeah, and I think looking at now, like we, we know how to do a lot more things. We're still not mm -hmm. great chefs like, you know, our family members are. But we've lived so far. We've survived. We've survived. <laughs> and I think, I don't know about you, but I've, I've picked up a... Um, I've enjoyed cooking at this point. Like I've actually enjoyed cooking a couple of things. Like I... I don't like making rice, nor do I ever make rice. I've tried a couple of times. I tried making a risotto. Risotto? How do you say that in English? Risotto? Mm -hmm. And it failed miserably. And then rice, I think my rice at first was too salty. The other one was just whatever. It wasn't good. So I, I usually leave the rice with a lot to make. She makes it like with her eyes closed or whatever. Yep. But you've picked up a massive baking habit. 
Yes, I've gotten into baking. Yes, so yeah, I kind of stayed more into making the meats and all that kind of stuff, and you stayed a lot into making a cake, which I am eating right now, her right. famous carrot cake. <laughs> Currently eating the cake that I baked today, but yeah, I've gotten... I think that I want to explore more because I've started, but I think that I've, there's a lot more that I can do and learn. But yeah. I've been enjoying more of the dessert making side, true, true. more of the sweets since I have a very sweet tooth. Um, so that has become something I started liking more and more. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. What was your expectation before we got married? In- like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> In a married life with me, Pedro. You know, that's like a hard question to answer because we spent all of our dating years imagining what married life would be like. Talking about it too. Talking about it, like saying like, oh, we're going to get home and watch movies Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. And then literally three weeks before we got married, that picture that we had built for years went out the window because now the world was completely different. So our routine was different. So that meant that the beginning of our married life was going to be and has been different than what we had imagined it to be. So I think that my expectations were more of just, it's going to be fun to spend time together, but I also... You know, the neat freak in me has those thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be cleaning up after him 24-7. And like... You've heard rumors of me leaving clothes on the floor a lot. Absolutely. And I was also thinking like, you know, speaking of us building our own culture, I am a person who likes to sleep early. I used to go to bed at like 9 o'clock when I was at my parents' house. And you used to go to bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning when you lived at your parents' house. So that was my other thing of like, what are we going to do? Like, how is that going to work? So I think that my expectations work. I don't know. I think that I thought we were going to have fun, but I was unsure of what a routine was going to look like at that point. And we also, we've never lived alone. Yeah, we went, we both went from our parents' house to our house. We never dormed in college. No. We never lived alone. No. Never lived with anybody else, like a roommate. So it was going to be our first experience living with somebody that's not our parents. Mm -hmm. Did I exceed your expectations? You did exceed my expectations. (laughs) And he's smiling because I'm about to brag on him. Yes. But (laughs) he exceeded my expectations in the way of showing me that marriage is really about teamwork. um, Because I kind of more grew up seeing just because of the situation that my family was in where my dad had a job that took up pretty much all of his time and that's another testimony but so it was pretty much my mom doing everything in the house as in cooking cleaning laundry grocery shopping like everything churching churching (laughs) everything it was my mom with my dad providing of course Mm -hmm. i'm not like taking away the merit from that but i'm just saying from household chores It was my mom. And so I also thought like, okay, that's going to be me. That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm not going to have any help. And in that sense, you showed me that that's not what it has to be like. You'll help with dishes. You'll cook. You'll help me clean the house. And you'll help me do laundry. You'll fold laundry. So I think that that's an um, expectation that was definitely exceeded in that terms of just literally a routine of married life Mm -hmm. of responsibilities 
that we have to do. So that has definitely exceeded. And it's also exceeded in the sense of really encouraging me and motivating me with my relationship with God, which we are going to get into later. So before that, I want to ask you about your expectations. I think we lucked out that we are both very couch potatoes people. Homebodies. Very much so. So the pandemic, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know if we would have done too many different things. You would think about that? Like, I don't think so, but I was just thinking it in the sense that, like, in my mind, I always thought that we were both going to be at a job all day and only come back together at night. Which we only pretty much started doing then. Recently. Recently. So, like, I remember saying that, like, when we used to talk about planning, it was always something like cuddling together, watching a movie, mm-hmm. renting a show, or what, um, doing things that, cooking together, that we actually did a lot, you know, we in the did. beginning. You know, we binged a lot of shows in the first couple of weeks you know we got hooked on yep. ozark big little lies big little lies succession succession um i don't know we watch a lot of tvs and movies mm-hmm. and I, I was able to show her some classics like the trilogy of back to the future we watched two-thirds of the lord of the rings trilogy <laughs> currently working on the star wars yeah, land we yeah we land movies no, I'm saying like just in general. Oh yeah, was a couple of the Star Wars movies recently. So we're, we've, been, we've been doing that whole binging together and we've loved And we talked about that, you know, like being able to wake up and being hugging each other. All that stuff that we used to talk about, mm-hmm. that exceeded my expectations. That was better than we thought it was going to be, right? In, right? in that way. Um, So what was your question? I dodged, but I don't remember if I dodged. <laughs> Did I exceed or fall short of any expectations? Um, I knew... I know you, just like you know me, so I knew that I was going to walk into somebody that's very organized, pragmatic, and like needed some sort of process, if that makes sense. Okay. And even some sort of planning. And I come from a family, and I'm this way, like where we don't usually do a lot of planning, mm-hmm. but we do spend time together. You know what I'm saying? We do... My, I remember my parents just getting home like what are you guys doing let's go watch a movie and it was like 11 o'clock at night and we'll just go to the movie so we come from different families in that way where like your family started to finally travel together this past year mm-hmm. where my family always made the point to always travel and do things together so I was curious on how our dynamic was going to be actually living together because of course we dated each other for a long time so we've I knew you and you knew me. I think it. I didn't have any surprises, right? Like, in terms of behavior. But I was curious to see how that was going to be in terms of family. I was curious to see how we we're going to deal with our families, you know, after we're married. And I, I feel like we're still figuring it out. Yes. How to deal with, like, okay, we, we spend time with my parents, so we need to balance that out with your parents. Right. And, like, that that is fun, tricky, but fun. And like in terms of family to figure it out because my family is a lot more like let's get together let's do this you know and your family is like not that way they express themselves in different ways I guess but they're not so we got to work on that balance but it's kind of like there wasn't a surprise I was just happy that you happened to be a perfect wife for me in a way of like taking care of me worrying about me and like 
being interested in the things that I am interested in. Like the amount of times that you were just sitting next to me when I was watching a, a soccer game, which happens often. Happened today. Yeah, happened today. Yeah, very sad. But you know, I was I was curious to see how you were gonna handle my interest, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you you just made it become your part of your routine as well when that happens. Sure, I'm not saying you're watching the games with me. You're just sitting next to me on your YouTube. But that was fun to me. So that was my favorite thing about marriage so far is figuring out how we do things together. You know, we have our habits now and routines and the way we deal with each other. But that that's kind of the exciting part. And speaking about exciting parts, although we didn't go to Cancun for mm-hmm. a honeymoon. Yes. We were eventually able to plan a small getaway down to Atlantic City. The great AC. The great AC. The great air conditioning system of yes. New Jersey. We went, I believe it was like end of July. Um, I was still in summer vacation. You were still in the process of looking for a job. So we decided, okay, things are somewhat open. We'll be safe, but we'll go. We need to go on a mini honeymoon just for three or four days. Um, So we packed our bags and we drove down to AC. We found a good discount. Great, great discount for a great hotel. oh my gosh that is a story that i opened up that tab for that hotel on the day that they were having a sale but we didn't make the decision to go that day so when i went another day to open it on my computer i think the the money that was going to be for all the nights that we were going to stay there was now e- equal to one night of staying there so I was like, oh my gosh, I opened the tab on my phone. Let me try to do it on my phone and see if I can still get that discount. Mm-hmm. And God blessed us. And that discount still worked. Yeah. So we were able to go to an awesome hotel. I would even say the prettiest one that we visually saw yeah. down there in AC. Um, so we had a little mini honeymoon getaway. Um, thoughts on AC? Ugly town. <laughs> the town is not very pretty, but I enjoyed the hotel that we stayed in because our plan was pretty much to just relax. Yeah, FYI, we don't do any kind of betting, casino, drinking. drinking. So no. AC, so that's kind of the fun of AC, right? We don't do any of the fun part of AC. Mm-hmm. So the city's very ugly, but the drive was nice. Mm-hmm. What we enjoyed the most was just hanging out. There was a pool that we were able to find a nice spot for the pool and just hanging out. Right. The, it was very hot the days that we were there. And the good thing about like limits of people in the pool is that we had like a whole area to ourselves yeah. in the pool. So that was a positive side. One of the days we drove down to Cape May, Cape May and we got to watch the sunset. So that was also a fun little thing that we did those days. Yeah, I think our honeymoon was just some nice little like, getaway vacation that we needed yeah. to have. Um, and in that honeymoon there. is when we started the conversation a little bit more about dreaming together. Do you remember that? It's true. What are your While thoughts on that? Pool. I think we're starting to live in it, right? In a way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your outcome of that conversation? So we had a conversation that made me realize that the direction that we are likely going in sometime in the future, I couldn't tell you when, but it's just different than what I had always thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah, and we're talking here about career, ministry, and our life, the marriage 
in general, right? So I think since we're planning and dreaming for so long, I think we have that perfect of like, you'll be a teacher, I'll continue to work as a marketer for a company, whatever. And, you know, we'll live a life, we'll buy a house, we'll have kids, and we'll continue to do that, and they'll grow. So we had that, you know, the perfect American white picket fans and all that stuff. But we started to realize that you were now feeling a calling to something else. Well, I was already feeling this for a while. So we started to realize that our dreams were starting to be something else. Right. I think that maybe our dreams before were more superficial in the sense of just like what you said, exactly what you said, like our careers and our family. But I think that once we got married and we were like, okay, now that we got to this point, there's something more. There's something more that we are called to do. And we can move now. I wrote, wrote a question here as a little prep is, prep is how did marriage change your relationship with God? And I think that is the answer right there for you, at least. I can say mine, but is that what you think? Go ahead. Say yours. So my, so the way I'm saying this is how did getting married change my relationship with God and my viewpoint of God and my perspective on God? Because, you know, I see a big change in a way of like now I know that I'm fully responsible for a family. I am no longer under my dad's and my mom's like protection, under their wings pretty much, right? I'm not saying that they stop praying for us, that they stop blessing us, but there's something that responsibility of having to care for you and think about you as much as I, you know, because when you're living with your parents, you're pretty much only thinking about yourself because they meet your needs anyway. Like, you know, it's kind of what they're meant to do. At least you think. So, at least the government says it's what they have to do. <laughs> but now we, we walk into responsibilities that we have to do. And of course, you know, we live in a, you know, we're Brazilians. So that's very old style society. A bit in a way to think. And even Americans where like the man is the, the provider. You know, of course, nowadays we believe in a society that is changing. Um, I also believe that why do I only have to provide if the wife is perfectly capable of working? You know, like, and she does, and a lot does work. So, like, I'm not one that has to say the man provides. But I also, also I heard my parents saying, we're not the one, we're, my, my dad is not the provider. God is the provider of our house. And when we got married, yeah, I was still getting help from the government, you know, unemployment checks still coming in. So we were in a good position. I mean, like I didn't have to worry too much in terms of, you know, the fact that I was still unemployed. But I still felt that weight of like, I want to be able to provide us and not be able to just rely on you know, the government helping or just in your job. You know, it's that unemployment has a way of making you feel very useless and frustrated and lacking control but throughout that whole time while it was a very long process and i'm sure it's something we can dive into more specifically in a couple of something episode or something but i had to learn to trust that god was providing for us you know and have a try i was applying to so many different jobs and you know had some interviews here some interviews there someone great someone terrible um most of them were just rejection, rejection, rejection. But I still had to rely that God was providing for us. And he did every single moment. You know, we're here. We never went through any kind of need, right? We were able to bless other people as well. We were able to 
to buy things we wanted to buy, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, we weren't just surviving, we were living, you know, and doing things again. So God was providing for us. So what God changed in my relationship, what changed in my relationship with God after my marriage was responsibility finally made me step up and be more dependent on God. You know, of course, that also came with the need because we we're unemployed, but that created discipline in me. Like I need to step up my game because it's not just about me. And that's so kind of maybe draw even closer to God because I needed him that much more because it wasn't just about me. Now. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But how about you? As you're speaking, I was trying to make sense of my answer in my head. So yeah. I don't know how this is going to come out. Uh-huh. But I think that it did change my relationship with God in the sense of realizing that my relationship with God is something that is mine, but it's also something that affects us as a couple. And it's something that affects us and our future. And not only like my individual calling, but the calling that we are seeing that we have together. So I think that it made me realize like, okay, you have a responsibility here to grow in your relationship with God and to grow with a purpose. Um, Not that I didn't take my relationship with God seriously before, but I think it's just kind of what you were saying with like not really being under the wings of your parents. I kind of started to feeling like I had to fend for myself. Right. Um, And that just made me want to seek God more and to gain more wisdom and more understanding because now we are running a household together. So I wanted to understand more about how I can be a godly wife, about how I can be really already setting the foundation for our even future family is that that's something that we dream a lot about. So I think that it made me realize that my relationship with God is literally the center of everything. And I've heard people say that before, but I don't think that I ever lived it until I wasn't being like cared for and protected in a sense by my parents. So to realize that, wow, everything in my life, because now we are responsible and we get to make the choices and we get to decide what we're going to do from small things to like, what are we going to do this weekend? But to big things of like, what are our plans for this year? And where are we going to aim to get this year? So I think that that made me realize that, yes, my relationship with God has to have a greater emphasis than I previously had put on it. There's something about independence mm-hmm. that makes you want to be dependent on something. Right. So I think we're finally, we, we've realized we now need to truly step up. Mm-hmm. So, because our decisions will have impact, our lack of relationship with God will have an impact, and not just ourselves, but in our relationship with each other. You know, we're also in a position of leaders for a small group um, and a youth ministry and, and part of so many things. So we knew there's a bigger weight to it, right? And that's pretty much what maturity is. It's realizing mm-hmm. that, with independence comes a lot more responsibilities. You know, it's realizing that I can't be going to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning anymore because I have to wake up the next day and I have to be able to go out there and work, you know, and, and be able to have a job and be functional functional at a job mm-hmm. and be able to come home and deal with things that maybe I wouldn't have 
you know, I'm not just going to come home and play video games because my mom is doing the cooking, the cleaning, my dad is doing the vacuuming, you know, the dish, the dishwashing, the laundry and all this stuff. We literally get home and let's, we both work until five. We get home, like you get home at five thirty, get home at five something. We look at each other. If we don't make food, we either have to go buy food or we have to go make food. Right. The house is dirty. That means we have to go clean it. You know, like we're burning out of clothes. We got to do laundry. You know, like this. Mm-hmm. It's on us now. So that independence makes us realize what matters. And then we need to hold on to the one that really matters. It's seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added to us. So, and we, we strive to do that. I think just circling back to the beautiful, beautiful verse they read in Ecclesiastes is the timing. The timing and... Uh, did you even get to the point of reading the eternity in your heart? Mm-hmm. What do you think that means in terms of marriage-wise? So I was actually thinking about that because a couple of weeks ago or something, we were talking about how, you know, we have goals of like eventually buying a house and doing all of these things. Having kids. Having kids eventually. Um, Sooner than you think. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> you threw me off. So we were talking about buying a house and we were making like our financial goals for 2021 and planning out how we were going to do that. And then I think either that weekend or the weekend after there was a word in church that your dad said about a vision. I think it was that he had about the coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that moment, because we had recently been talking about our financial goals and our like material goals, it made me realize like, wait, Jesus is coming back. It doesn't matter if we lived in a an apartment that we rented, if we lived in a house that we bought, if we lived in a cottage, if we lived in a castle. It literally does not matter. These material things do not matter in our marriage once Jesus comes back. So having eternity in our hearts is really going to really help us to aim to put more emphasis and prioritize the things that are going to matter for eternity rather than letting the earthly and the material plans and desires overshadow the things that are going to matter literally forever. It's perspective, right? That's literally realizing you have eternity inside of you, then a couple of years on earth do not compare to eternity. Right. Of course, they matter because these are decisions that will dictate the eternity that we live in. Um, So there is something that we, we realized that we need some sort of urgency to deal with a lot of things. You know, we, again, we mentioned the ministry, the small groups. We're going to focus on that. We're going to do give them our all. And then we do know that our kids are going to play a big role in our ministry. I feel like you, we both have that feeling. We do. And we don't know yet. I think, you know, we're figuring it out. Um, we're not trying to have kids now, but something inside of the both of us now, not just me, but the both of us, says that we're going to have kids sooner than we had thought. I think we thought we are going to wait like four or five years. I think it's going to be sooner than that at this point. I think you realize that as well, right? We'll just have to wait and see. We'll wait and see, and we'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> For sure. But uh, I, I, I kind of like ending in this note. So married life, zero out of ten, Lara. So give you a rating. I will give you a 3,000. 3,000. I love you 2,000. 3,000? Is it 2,000 or 3,000? The Avengers. I think I it's 3,000. 3, that it was the, what I was trying to refer to. I think it's 3,000. Yeah. But it's been fun. It's been great. Um, Wait, what's your rating? 
10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are some thoughts that you, that you just, you gotta live with each other. And then, you know, and you, you, learn, you learn to deal with each other. And uh, it wasn't just happy things. I think we can make it the next one. We'll talk about the big thing that happened with us at towards the end of the year. And that is what I spoke about it with the youth about my addiction. We can also talk about me struggling with unemployment until I got the job and how be- the way that God made it happen. It's like unbelievable, right? It's almost like a scene like in the Bible. Yes. So we would love to share that with you guys. And again, we don't we want to make the point of this. Choose to treasure what is really good. Um, plant the seeds for a good relationship. And you and your future significant other, make sure that they're both seeking God. Because the best thing about marriage is knowing that when we talk about our future, the first thing we talked about is what is God doing with us? We're serving the same God. We're serving in the same community. We're serving the same purpose. We're serving in the same church. That matters. And that makes things easier. That makes things smoother, right? So... Um, you don't want to just be, make this podcast about us talking about some things that we've learned, some things that we've enjoyed about married life, but um, encouraging that it's worth it to look for the right person, um, that person that meets those criterias, then it's worth it, right? Then it's it's simpler than people that you would have to change so much more. That's, that's bad news, right? Well Anything? said. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Um, if you've liked this podcast, please share it so more people can listen to it as well and be blessed by our testimony. Um, follow us on social media on Instagram at Pedro Junker and at la.junker. La.junker. And we'll see you guys back here in the next episode. That's all for us in the Junker Talk. My name is Pedro. And I'm Larissa. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.